Welcome back to Cool Vibes. Haley, here. Yeah. Well, what do you do, Haley? Go-go dancer. Go-go dancer, and what is that? Um, it's performance. It's just kind of, um, it can be a lot of things. Um, right now, I'm in a club. I have residency at Casa, which is really fun, really cool. Um, but basically, I'm a dancer. I'm entertainment for everybody there. They just kind of hang out, watch me tip. Um, I've got a little podium that I stand on and do That's little cool. fancy stuff, yeah. I actually went to Casa. I haven't seen those dancers before. Yeah. Are you guys only like weekends or is it? Yeah, so Casa, oh. actually Casa itself only runs on the weekends. So we- was on Friday too? Uh, Friday, Saturday, we Friday, do Saturday. first Thursday as well um, every month. But yeah, so I'm only there. Friday and Saturday at like oh. prime times, sometimes Thursdays. Mm. But um, yeah, and GoGo kind of like expands a lot further than that too, than just like the typical kind of club scene. Um, I've done like uh, EDC, if you're familiar with that. Uh, electric Daisy, those, Car yes. Daisy Carnival, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's like, big costumes and like over the top kind of thing. And with that, we're actually called, um, we audition as go-go dancers, but we're called character entertainers. So you like, dress up? Yep. Ooh, so cool. um, I did Beyond Wonderland in June and they actually had me as a whole horse. Like I had hooves and like a, a big headpiece and yeah, everything. Uh, yeah, it's on my phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of crazy. It it definitely does run like a whole gamut of things that we can do, um, and it goes from like crazy to really kind of regular stuff like I do at Casa. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Wow. Just a big That's fancy sick. headpiece. Yeah. <laughs> well, we still enjoy more the the Casa or like the outrageous like costumes um i think it depends mm. it's um it's really fun to get that like crazy like really over the top costuming um and it's always a toss-up what we're gonna be when we show up we don't know what we're gonna be until we get there so there's an excitement kind of level to that to like find out every day what you're gonna be um but casa is fun because i run it by myself um the go-go i'm the only dancer so I can do my wardrobe and hair and makeup however I want, really. That's what you mean by running by yourself? You just, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, wow. so, and there's been times where I do have a partner that comes in. Um, my boss, Azim, he has some people come in occasionally and I'll do wardrobe and kind of overall look for that. How long have you been at Casa? Because it's pretty new. Yeah, I started um, the night we opened. So I've oh, been there so. since day one. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Right, I just fell. It's all good. But yeah, you started right when it opened. How did you get connected? Um, it's really funny, actually. One of my friends who I've actually never even met in person. We met on Twitter um, a long time ago and just like chatted through there. Um, he knew I was a go-go dancer and he was actually following the Casa account before they opened on Instagram and they were looking for a dancer and he sent me the ad and so I just sent in my resume and headshots and all of that and was like, 
let's let's meet let's see what let's i can do <laughs> you enjoy it yeah it's a lot it's, of fun it like is. it's um i treat it as like a workout kind mm. of first thing and then like i maybe not first thing that would probably be second but like i guess really entertaining people and like hyping the crowd up and keeping the energy going and wow. stuff i feed off of that that's my yeah. I was talking to a stripper like, a couple weeks or months ago, and she said the the main thing about like working at a strip club is because it's it's like that fun environment. So she doesn't really have to like go to parties or anything like that because like exactly that provides it. You get it while you're working. Out. Yep, exactly. And I rarely go out. Like that's the funny thing. Yes. I always make a joke that like I have to be paid to leave the house <laughs> because it's like I go out for the the two nights that I'm working and it's like really high energy, really like go, go, go. Wow. Literally, I guess. Literally. <laughs> so yeah, it's, mm. I, I go out maybe every other week or every couple of weeks just oh, wow. because yeah, you get the interaction and like. You probably get hit on a lot. I have some stories, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, what's the most interesting story? Um, The most interesting, I don't know if it was interesting, but it really set me off. This is the worst, the worst thing I've had happen, and it happened last weekend. Um, I was dancing, and I notice people that walk in. Like I, I catch eyes, and then I make eye contact and stuff. That's part of the job. Um, but these two guys walked in, and they were watching me, and I was like, "All right, I see you." And then they went, and I don't know if you remember, but in the middle of Casa, there's a pillar and there's a seat around it. And they sat down on the seat, which is right in front of the go-go box. And they were basically sitting like it was a strip club, like all gross and like, uh, it just made me so uncomfortable. And then when I went to- um, Like how I'm sitting right now? It was <laughs> like no worse, like the lean back and like really creepy, like yeah. it was it was weird. But I went to go to my break, I, I do my own breaks and um, as I was walking, one of the guys saw me and he like cut me off and he leaned in close and didn't say anything for a second. I was like, what's up? And he asked me, so how much for a night with you? And <laughs> um, I, my first reaction, I didn't remember until the next day because I was like so pissed. I just blacked out for a second and I pushed him and I was just like, I gave him like a finger wag and I was like, no, that's inappropriate. And I went and got security and they 86 them. So it gets Shit. taken care of. I mean, has that ever happened with, with like other people? Like they, they're like, they're like, has, has any of your coworkers done that before? Is what I'm trying to ask. Like maybe, maybe it's happened to them before. Like maybe they came in the club and that happened to them before to where they're like, oh yeah, I can do this again and it'll work. So I'm just trying to see like in their mentality, like, I don't do Casa people. I don't think so. Like I, um, most of the time it's really, um, <laughs> it's really chill. Like people are, people are really, really nice. And, um, Hey, no, you be nice. Yeah, you just pick one. <laughs> um, no, people are really, really respectful there usually, um, but that one was just, that was a little bit weird. And it was very strange because it was, it was a guy that was about probably my age, like he wasn't 
bad looking. Like, why are you offering to pay for something like that? It was so weird. It's it's not a strip club. It's not Sucks. any Sucks. of these things. It was so inappropriate, and that's literally what I said to him. I was How like, much was he offering? He didn't offer anything. Didn't offer he anything? just asked, and oh. I was like, "There's no amount of money because that's not okay. what I do." Like, why? Yeah, it was very strange. But most of the time, it's usually people that want to dance with you or like get up on the podium and stuff, which is really really frustrating and go-go dancers actually see it as like a it's like a sign of disrespect mm, it's um pretty small it's very small and that's kind of the problem yeah it's literally i would say three and a half maybe four feet square so it's really not very much space for one person to really really move mm. and then you get another person up there and it's just nearly impossible to not hit each other but also on top of that i'm working for tips mm -hmm. and so when people when club goers get up and they're not working for tips people get kind of confused like who or am i supposed to be tipping anybody and so i see my tips drop off almost immediately as soon as people start getting on the box what are some suggestions for club goers that you have like a if you're ready to go to the club this is what you'd expect um, I think with with Casa specifically, um, it's definitely like a kind of a higher class kind of vibe environment. Um, and I get a little wild on the podium, I will say that. But um, with go-go dancers specifically, like if you ever see a go-go dancer in the club, um, good ways to tip is like just come up, hold money up, and we'll grab it. Or some dancers not very many i will um, i'll have a belt on or like garters and i'll kind of pull it out and you can put it in people are really respectful about it i haven't had any like incidents but um yeah just kind of be friendly with us like you can you can vibe with the dancers if right. if you're vibing with me it's gonna make my night so much better because usually it's just people standing there like what is this what is going on <laughs> I mean, you've, you've obviously had well that that was just a really bad experience oh. like you said what are some good experiences some good experiences oh last night actually um i was dancing and everyone was getting a little wild but i turned around and a girl actually she wasn't on the podium but she was down on the floor and she had her foot up on the edge and she was twerking so i turned around and we were like dancing together and it was like the whole crowd got hype and like it's it's little interactions like that. It just makes it fun for everybody. And that's kind of the idea of me being there, I suppose. Like, yeah. The fun environment. Yeah, honestly, I've been to Casa a couple of times and it's pretty fun. Yeah. I haven't seen the go-go dancers yet. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm going early. So, yeah, so it might be because I'm only there, I'm there for like the prime hours. So I start at 11 and I'm off at 1. So I'm only there for a portion of time, but um, yeah, definitely come in when I'm in there. It's it's a lot of so, fun. So, like we get uh, we get hype. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm more of a party goer though. Yeah. Truthfully, because they parties, they're different. It's it is it is definitely a different environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, personally, I'm a party goer. Cause it's fun. Just like if you're going out to homies, getting yep. a couple drinks, kicking it, dancing, having fun. Yeah, fuck with it. 
Yeah, honestly, where, what other clubs have you been to through? Oh. In that? Like working twice or just yeah, just going, dancing, going? Just dancing. Um, going. So Portland doesn't really actually have a big go-go scene, which is why people mm -hmm. aren't used to seeing us. Um, in Portland, usually go-go dancers are more at like EDM shows and like the smaller ones at that, so like techno and stuff. Um, but there's some clubs like Dante's and stuff. Um, they have a little bit of a different vibe than Casa. Um, they do go-go sometimes, but I've I've actually mostly worked in um, Washington and uh, like private events here, and then. Um, Vegas for EDC and oh, stuff Vegas. like that. It was a lot of fun. Lot of fun. It's hard. Ooh. It's really what hard. About that? Um, it's three days and you're working, like my call times were probably, I think, 3 p.m. And then you're working basically until 3 a.m. And that's wearing heels, performing, dancing, running the grounds. like. But it's so much fun. It is? Beyond Wonderland, I think, was even harder. And that was only two days. Oh, I've heard of Beyond Wonderland. Is it like a rave? Or yeah, so it it's it's the same um, people that do EDC. It's Insomniac. Um, they do Beyond Wonderland is an Alice in Wonderland theme rave. And this one was up at the Gorge. So it's got this gorgeous backdrop, like absolutely insane views. But as a performer, you're walking up and down hills all day in heels. I was wearing platform heels, so it's um, about noon or so, I think was my call time. And then 2 a.m. was when I was done. So that's, yeah, up and down hills all day in high heels. And wow. the costume I was in was basically um, like a scuba suit, like neoprene. So it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> what the okay so there's there's that costume there's a horse one what other costumes have you worn um i was an owl at edc and that had a crazy headpiece too it was called an orb owl i had wings and i was dancing with those and actually i had another experience with a guy there he was like a lot of people they just want to dance with you but they don't understand that there's kind of like a, a there should be kind of a barrier. We're not there to dance mm. with you. We're there to dance for you, kind of idea. I mean, it should be common sense, truthfully, but like a lot of people say common sense isn't so common. When you get drugs and alcohol ah. involved, it, it goes out the window. It absolutely goes out the window. Um, but this guy was trying to dance on me and I just, I wasn't having it and I didn't, you're not supposed to break character is like the main thing working for Insomniac is you're given a character and you're given a direction with that character. Sort of like an actor. Exactly. We're, yeah, and they call us character entertainers. So you take on that character and you go with it for the day or weekend, whatever you've got it. Um, but I had the wings and he was annoying me, so I just kept poking him with it. It was like a metal rod. <laughs> and I just kept poking with it and he like eventually went away. So. I mean, did you use your words first? Like, hey, back the fuck I was nicer than that, you know, like I said, you're not supposed to break characters, so I was giving kind of like little owl like quips and stuff and mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of brushing him off at first. And then it got to that point. And then it like, got to the point okay. and I was like, mm -hmm. pokey pokey, security please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he ruined his weekend by getting kicked out That's of probably awesome VIP. Molly? 
Oh, I'm Hurts. sure. Yeah, he was like, mm. yeah. Do you drink or smoke before performing? Um, no. Well, it depends. Um, I've done other performance types like burlesque and stuff. So those shows are usually like long shows and we're typically given drink tickets and stuff. Um, so I'll drink like a drink maybe before I do those shows. But um, generally at clubs, no. Um, it's a safety thing, first of all, and a performance thing. Just you don't really want to be, you know, drunk or I don't like to be like really loosey goosey because it, mm. it kind of shows through performance. Yeah, I was I thinking think. like a shot or something, nothing too much. No, I usually don't. If I drink at a club um, that I'm working at, it's usually afterwards I'll grab a drink. Um, and most club owners, they would rather it like that because of just safety issues. Hmm. Usually we're up on podiums That's and stuff. Or stages, they don't want us to fall off. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really drink or smoke. Well, I smoked like a couple weeks ago, but I don't really drink anymore. Yeah. I went to the club Casa. Yeah. Just sober as fuck, and it was fun. Yeah. Really. Yeah, fun. I usually like, I, I generally don't drink a whole lot either. And if I go out, I'll have like a couple of drinks, um, and like, just chill after that. Mm. But most, I, I don't know. A lot of people are still going out and getting crazy. I'm like. I turned 30. I don't know. I'm kind of... Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I hit that, and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Interesting. There's, um, for some reason, I, I feel like I stopped drinking at a young age. I did, like, too. See? It's like, oh, yeah. I wish I kept going. I, I went... Well, I think <laughs> for me, I started younger, mm. and I got, like, I got it out. Of my system I think younger than a lot of people did they started later and they're still going <laughs> but I do um, to answer your question about weed like if it's allowed on certain gigs or whatever like I'll I'll talk about it with them but I do use cannabis and I um, do a lot of edibles I eat edibles mm. um, it helps for my joints and stuff when I'm dancing it doesn't hurt as bad it's <laughs> good Wow after so many hours Holy shit. I don't know how, well, yeah, weed does help with, with, uh, like, pain, I guess, mm -hmm. in your joints. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I mean, like, I'm not getting, like, blasted or well, anything, no. but, like, it's, oh, it's enough to take the edge off, I guess. Makes like, sense. How long have you been smoking? Um, a long time. A long time. And <laughs> are you one of those stoners that, or are you one of those smokers that just takes a few puffs and just like chills or are you you could like smoke a lot um if i wanted to i could smoke a lot mm. like i if i were hanging out with people and they wanted to sit and like sesh for a while i could go but i usually i, I hang out by myself so mm. it's like if i smoke i'm by myself at home and it's like just enough to keep me entertained with my video games or whatever i'm arts and crafts i'm doing and then like yeah just like that. just enough mm. <laughs> It's a waste otherwise, I feel like. So your tolerance isn't super high, is what I'm trying to say? It's probably pretty high. Like, pretty compared, high. To, I mean, compared to most people, yeah, high. it's probably pretty high, but, like, I don't, I don't purposely, like, try to take it there, I guess, or, like, go really crazy with it. Right. But I am a, I am a daily, like, daily throughout daily. the day. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll admit that. For... For your uh, for your joints and stuff like that, or just just because it's it's fun. 
Both. Both. I'll be honest. Like, um, I do have an autoimmune condition. Exactly. So, um, it's a disorder basically like you're if you were to get sick, right, your immune system steps up and takes care of that intruder, that virus illness or whatever. Um, my autoimmune condition causes my immune system to attack random things, like, in my body. Like, there won't be a virus or anything. It'll just start, and, like, it causes inflammation and stuff like wow. that. So it's nothing super serious, mm. but it's one of those things that, like, the little bit of extra edible or whatever is really, really helpful because it yeah. takes the inflammation down wow. without doing like ibuprofen or any of that stuff that really messes up your stomach. It's a nice herbal mm. <laughs> way so to take honestly, care of it. The things in your body just, they're just picking fights. Yep. Like, what the fuck is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, if I like work out really hard sometimes, yeah, my muscles, you know, they're repairing mm. themselves, but my body will be like, hell did you do and it'll just like send <laughs> out and, yeah like, exactly yo. yeah exactly and so it's like yeah. i gotta calm it down like whoa, whoa guys <laughs> slow the roll Thanks. it's not all crazy like that mm. honestly smoking we have you tried shoes i have had the opportunity so many times to like fully go on a trip and like fully dive in with shrooms but it's never been the right time if that makes mm, any sense makes like sense. it's always been with my really wild friends that like i love them and i trust them but maybe not with that <laughs> like if i'm gonna be tripping i don't want i don't want them in charge of me kind of thing um but i've microdosed like i bought um mushroom honey and i've put that in my tea and stuff and it's supposed to be really good for anxiety and depression and all of that so i don't know i didn't trip off of it do you deal with those uh yeah yeah i actually have i don't know it probably doesn't seem like it but i have horrible social anxiety like wow i mean working at casa with social anxiety <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's weird it's i i've basically like summed it up like it's an alter ego for me mm performing doesn't bother me because it's it's not really me like i think my social to make it make more sense i think my social anxiety has come from having like the mind and like the soul of a performer and being a little eccentric and over the top and people not accepting that in day-to-day -day life but then when i'm performing that's accepted that's what they want that's what they need so it's like I don't have a problem with that. I throw that little alter ego on and I step myself on a stage and it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm all blowing kisses and <laughs> like all that. But somebody approaches me like in a grocery store, oh god, I'm there's no way. I'm gonna not make any sense at all. <laughs> Bravo. Honestly. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. It, and actually I think a lot of a lot of performers are like that. Um, when I was, or at least the ones that I know, when I was at Beyond Wonderland, you're grouped only with performers, right? So it's only people that kind of have the same mindset as you. And I was talking to a few people and they kind of had the same, same deal. Like I stepped in and I didn't feel anxious at all. And I'm surrounded by, you know, 40, 60 people that I don't know at all. I've never met. Um, and no anxiety whatsoever but send me to the grocery store and i'm gonna fall apart 
guess it, it kind of makes sense. Honestly, especially if you're surrounded by a group of people that are interested in what you're exactly, doing. Exactly, It's yeah. like, oh, um, I'm comfortable in this. Like, and they're just area. as over the top mm. as I am. So it's kind of like a matching energy type thing. Like, um, one of the girls, shout out Kim, hey. <laughs> uh, I met her for the first time and we like hit it off instantly. And within, I don't know an hour we had to reintroduce ourselves because we forgot each other's names and then it came out that we both have like raging ADHD and so we were like best friends <laughs> like, we matched energy and it was like the weirdness was on point and like yeah it was it was a good bonding partnership it's <laughs> cool you probably met a lot of people just from just from dancing what how long how long have you been just dancing just in general yes. i started dancing um when i was about eight or so eight? Oh, yeah wow. i started in ballet ballet and then it transferred to it just kind of like built on itself mm. um what other things i started in ballet and then um i quit for a while and then i started going to pcc and they actually have a lot of really good dance classes and so i started taking classes there i was taking um like jazz, modern, hip-hop, um, conditioning for dance classes, like all of these different types and I pick things up really easily watching other styles so like just YouTubing a bunch of stuff and practicing on my own. Um, I've been able to like build like a repertoire of different styles around that and it's it's really nice it's it's um it's really cool having that different background, like several different things that I can do. Um, like I said, I've done burlesque and stage shows, um, point, you know, when you're on your toes in ballet, I can do that. Um, so it's like, call me and I got it. <laughs> Ooh. I heard if they um, do those uh, tippy toe things in ballet, I like fucks their feet up. Like, so. Your feet, no. Are they still like, I mean, normal looking? My feet are fine. Like, yeah. I think they're worse from working at Casa and Heels just from Oof. getting calluses. But it's not like, it's not like horrifying mm. or anything. Um, the main problem with ballet when you're in point shoes is most of the time when you're training, you're working hours and hours and hours a day. Almost every single day. If you're really, really into it and like you're working professional. Um, that's when your feet really get messed up. But with the advances in technology that we've had, I say technology very loosely, with point shoes, um, they protect your feet really well now and they don't mess them up as much. You're prone to like blisters and calluses and stuff, but um, it's typically never anything worse than that. If it's worse than that, you're really, really working hard or you're not properly taking care of your feet, I would say. So your feet aren't flat though? No. Alright. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't do enough mm. to like cause any problems, but also the way the shoes are built, um, they're built to withstand and like help you. They're not a detriment to your feet if you're doing it right. We've got padding and all sorts of stuff. Like um, a lot of people use lamb's wool 
which go, it's basically just really, it's wool, it's fluffy. Um, you put it over your toes or where um, maybe one toe is longer than the other to even them so that you've got a more like level standing point. Um, and then you get a gel pad that goes over your toes and then they go in the shoe. So you do have yeah, padding, there's a, there's a little trick, but- There's a process to it. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. There's a huge process for a lot of people. And with with like just Casa performing and everything, let's say actually the music they play. Uh, I want to say like Mexican music. Like, yeah. Are what, what ethnicity are you? I'm I'm white. You're white. Yeah. Last name is Validstra. It's Dutch. Um, there is a little bit of a like. I have a little bit of a background with um, Latin and Mexican music. I grew up in Forest Grove. And half of my graduating class, like if you looked at our breakdown of the demographics, it was like approximately 50% white, approximately 50% Hispanic Latino. So a lot of my friends growing up, my best friend is half Mexican. So I got dragged to the carne asadas and like I was forced to dance drunkenly to Mexican music and like all the different types. And I don't have any traditional training in any of the like social dances um my training has come from parties <laughs> and just being thrown into it by my friends and their family members so it's kind of like i do the best i can and i don't i definitely don't want to do a disservice to the the style or the music like that's i i never want to do that but um it just seems right I guess that I fell in there versus somewhere else unexpected definitely um they do they do mix in a little bit of hip-hop oh yeah yeah especially later in the night mm -hmm. it kind of gets a, it escalates a little bit <laughs> yeah so I think I I definitely love getting down with all the Latin music and stuff um hip-hop is so much fun for me like that's I love it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, wow. So being at Casa, dancing, I mean, dancing on like those type, well, Mexican music, I mean, personally, I can do it because like, I mean, you can too, because we just like been surrounded by it. Yeah. And honestly, that's, yeah, I've, do you dance salsa or batata? I've never learned. Never no, learned? like I've never, I've never had any training, training? in um, oh. salsa or social dances or anything like that. But I've picked up little, little bits here, here and there. there. Um, my best friend for her, like I don't know if you had it, but her senior project, um, she learned salsa on one. So she taught me. That's doing salsa by yourself. So she taught me a few things here and there, the little arms and all that. So. I try and throw as much in there as I can, and I know that, I, this is my big thing, I know that I mix things up, like I've totally done salsa steps to various other like genres of Latin music, like there's cumbia and like all that stuff. I have totally mixed those together, but here's mm. the thing, I feel like if especially with like my Mexican friends, if you're trying, if you're trying to be a part of that culture and just like respectfully, you know, 
enjoying it with them, it's cool. Mm. Like you're you're welcome. You're you're totally. What about raves though? Rave? Yeah. How many raves have you been to? Or like events? Um, quite a few. Quite a few. So yeah, I did. Um, a few years ago, I was part of a dance company, and that was like one of their main things that they wanted to do was the rave scene. So I did. Um, it's mostly like smaller artists. Um, I did a gig for Moon Boy. And then another um, English DJ, his name is Monks. Um, and then I did a warehouse rave, an unsanctioned actually party, um, right before COVID started. And that was the craziest thing. That was so wild and oh, so much happened? fun. It was just a different environment than what I'm used to because I'm used to being in like a music venue right where there's a stage and you're on the stage with the dj um and it's you know it's it's all sanctioned it's legal and whatever the warehouse rave um basically somebody owns a warehouse and they decided to throw a rave and um so there was different rooms in the warehouse with different djs and um one room it was a rick and morty themed rave um, and one room had several TVs and like a projector and computers, laptops, everything set up playing like different episodes of Rick and Morty. And people were sitting around in there watching it. Meanwhile, there's two other stages going on where people are dancing and stuff. And like, I didn't have a stage. I was dancing on the bleachers. <laughs> like, it was me and two other dancers got hired for it. And um, one was dressed as Rick with a lab coat and portal gun and stuff. And then the other two of us were dressed as Mortys. We had masks and everything. It's like, it was crazy. It was wild. There was a lot of, yeah. Yeah. And because it was unsanctioned, um, they couldn't sell alcohol or anything like that so they had people just walking around with boxes of white claws just handing them yes. out to people yes. <laughs> it was super yes. funny i'm dancing like working and somebody comes up and hands me a white claw i was like oh thanks it's funny i went to this uh club called 40 45 Mesa or whatever mm -hmm. and this chick just handed me molly yep i'm like fuck yeah yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. that's that kind of thing happens a lot in mm. the rave scene. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but they have a, I don't know what you would call it, a mantra, I guess. It's plur, peace, mm. love, unity, and respect. And that's kind of like the umbrella that a lot of people go to raves under is treat everybody with peace, love, unity, and respect. There's, there's just one really big rave. It's I believe it's called Burning Man. Or no, is yeah. that even a rave? Um, I would say in it's more of just a, a gathering, gathering, a party. Yeah, it's in the Black Rock Desert. Yes, yes. And I've never been, but I've wanted to go. Same it seems, yeah, it's it my seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, I actually, one of my old roommates, she, um, they have jobs there. Um, she was a ranger. So she would go and work Burning Man every year, and I'm like insanely jealous. Wow. She was gonna take me one year, but There's, fell through. <laughs> I heard the story about like I think it was Jake Paul or something. He took a shit ton of shrooms or 
LSD or it was something and then he just like took off all his clothes started running in the crowd it was, it was wild that sounds about right Yo, yeah it was yeah this. growing up burning man has always like i've always kind of known what it was and it's always kind of been explained to me as like a a free spirit kind of festival where people can go and do whatever they want really um and it's true I mean, you know, you've got people out there doing hardcore amounts of drugs and just running through the desert, but, um, I don't know, it just seems like a really good opportunity to go and, like, let go of yourself for a minute, and that's, like, that's the whole, I guess, concept of that, because they do the burn, which is the reason to be there, they have a big effigy of a man that they burn down, and that's, like, the rebirth of you and everything i guess i don't know i've never gone <laughs> that's what i've gathered <laughs> yes that's, but out of all the raves you've been to which one was the best the best mm. probably i would say just recently beyond wonderland that was really really insane it was it was really cool to see all the people that we're attending, we call, while we're working, we call them headliners, the, the people that have bought tickets to be there. It's really cool interacting with them and like, um, just seeing like all the crazy set pieces that we have because there's like big mushrooms set up throughout the That's grounds right. and like um, a giant throne. And when I say like giant, I mean like 10 people can fit on this big chair and we were taking pictures of that. Um, they had really good DJs. I got to perform um, for BTSM and um, Liquid Stranger. They're like a couple of really good big um, DJs and that was like really big for me. It was really, really cool, but slightly terrifying. <laughs> Yo, I've heard Bad Bunny's DJ performed at Casa. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, I was. You were there. That was a lot of fun. How was it? It was a lot of fun. Um, it was kind of weird because a lot of people showed up obviously after the concert, I heard so they it had was to pay way more to get in. Yeah, so it was. Um, which I don't know anything about like that side of things. I pretty much walk in and do my job it was and crowded. leave. It was empty it was what? empty at the beginning mm -hmm. because everyone was at the concert so i was there and there was like 20 people like kind of milling around until the concert let out and then it got packed it blew up and it was it was pretty crazy and that was just a couple of months after so. we opened so it was yeah it was our first like big thing that we did wow. there that's awesome yeah it barely opened up Bad Bunny DJ performs there, and it just, whoa. Yeah. It's lit. Yeah, it was great. Like, this whole thing with Casa specifically is mm. super funny because it just fell in my lap. Like, I've done so much. I, I'll give myself credit. Like, I've done so much preparation up to this point to be able to get that job and keep it. But the way it just kind of fell in my lap and, like, has been awesome since is really cool and so unexpected. <laughs> Which dancing styles do you prefer the most? Um, you say go-go, but... I think... So, go-go can actually be a lot of different things in itself. Um, what I do at Casa is a lot, a lot different than most people would do under the umbrella of go-go. I think just because 
it's in a bit of a different environment. Um, Go-Go is usually, like, if you go to the um, festivals and stuff like that where they usually have Go-Go dancers, it's a lot of really fluid, slow, big movements. I don't think you'll be doing that at the club. No, I can't really do that at Casa. I tried for a little bit because I was like, Go-Go dance, this is what we normally do. And I was like, first of all, I'm working for tips. That's not going to get tips. <laughs> Second of all, it's not going to get tips because it's boring for this environment. For other things, it makes sense because you need to be big and have that big stage presence because you're on huge stages, like absolutely massive. So the little movements and stuff that I can get away with at Casa, quick stuff, can't really do on big stages because it gets... It's possible. It, it's possible, but it gets lost in the sauce because mm. you're, you're on a stage performing for tens of thousands of people like literally like edc wow. is one of the biggest festivals in the in the have country you, have you performed in front of that many people before? yeah beyond Pretty wonderland sure. was like huge Ooh. like a sea wow. of people and what's the what's the feeling like getting on stage seeing all those people in front of you and just performing insane it's the amount of pure like raw energy that you get fed from the crowd is just beyond comprehension to me like it it's so hard to explain because you're trying to keep your adrenaline in check and still perform you know fluidly and look good and not scattered and chaotic but you're getting fed this pure energy from literally thousands and thousands of people and it's just like I get off stage and my whole group, we go out, um, I had four people in my group for Beyond Wonderland and we get off stage and reconvene and all of us are just like, wow, <laughs> like absolutely screaming, mind blown, like. It's like a high. Absolutely. And like um, the, the set that I did with BTSM, that was absolutely insane. They had the pyrotechnics going and everything. And before you get out onto the stage, they have to warn you, you know, we're going to be blasting pyros and all of this. And there's pyro lines you're not supposed to cross because you'll light on fire. And like, <laughs> so you have to be really, really aware of your entire surroundings and the surroundings of the stage and like the crowd, everything that's going on around you. Because um, things can go sideways really, really fast. Wow. One of our girls had a um, almost full white claw thrown at her for no reason, and she, I mean, it I didn't. Seen, I seen it, videos of that. Happening. Yeah, it didn't hit her. Like, why are really? you doing that to performers? Just, like, that's uh, so. Come on, uh, like. Well, okay, so I've seen people throw their phones at. There was, I think, like Lil Uzi was performing. And they threw his phone or threw their phone at him, but it was for. Like, A, take a video, right. not to, like, oh, fuck you, type yeah. shit. Nah. No, this is, like, a, just a, like, just like for no like, reason. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. here's white claw. Yeah, so it's, like, while most people are there to enjoy the show and, like, not waste $15 by throwing a white claw they just bought, mm. um, you have to, you have to have your head on a swivel and make sure that you're not getting hit by projectiles or, like, That's getting that. brought, like, touched by people like yeah has that ever happened to you um i've never had anything thrown at me yeah. no thank god <laughs> but 
if I did, like, I'm, I, I stay really, really aware. Um, it can happen to anybody, you know, you're doing a turn, you've got your back to the audience, something you could easily get hit. But like I said, most people aren't there to do that. But it is really important to keep your eyes open, at least, for stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it gets crazy. I would, yeah, I would not want that to happen. But at the same time, it's, um, how do you stay in shape? Like, that's... What, or is it just from it's like dancing, dancing at Casa? Honestly, you don't go to the gym, nothing like that. No, I don't really. I don't go to the gym. I don't have a membership. I run around the backyard with my giant dog. I have a golden doodle, so he like he keeps me on my toes and running. Um, I do like yoga at home, stretches and stuff like that, but nothing, you know, insane, no weight training or anything like that. You know. There is um there was a time when I tried yoga for a little bit. <laughs> and I don't know how the fuck they do some of the moves. I'm like, dude, ow. It's like It's hard. Ow. It it takes a while to get mm. to that point. But um Are you able to do like some crazy yoga moves or are you still in like that beginner stage? I I haven't really tried to do like insane stuff. Because for me I use it as like a maintenance type of thing rather than um pursuing it or like getting any further in it so it's for me it's more of you know usually Sundays I'll just hang out or Mondays is the day that I'll hang out in the backyard and I'll do yoga stretches and like stuff like that um I think the craziest that I get is I've been working on headstands which I finally can get um or I guess a forearm stand, whatever you want to call it. So you're you're on your forearms, and I, I have my hands like this. Your head is here between your arms. And I can actually finally do a press-up where your legs are on the ground and you slowly lift them instead of, like, jumping into it. Oh, like that, and then yeah, you're lifting your... Yeah, and then your... you slowly lift your oh, legs up. Shit. So that's the craziest that I that's... can get, and that's, like... I mean, I can't even do that. <laughs> oh, there was, um... I tried yoga, for, or not yoga, uh, what was this called, breakdancing for a little bit. And that shit's fun, but it's so hard to get. It's like- That's one thing I can't do. It's fun though. I I, a couple moves down. I have like fully resigned myself to the fact that I'm not a breakdancer mm. and I'm not meant to be. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. I'll take the other styles that I can do. Uh, breakdancing is not for me. It's not. I heard at these, at certain events, they do like these, um, these fire twister things. Yeah. What are they called? Um. There's a name for them. I'm not is, really sure. But, okay, so the people uh, just like. I I would say fire dancers or fire dancers, yeah yes. flow um flow. is a lot of times and you can do it with or without fire like some mm -hmm. people use the LED things instead of fire so you're not, yeah so you're not catching people on fire or whatever. <laughs> Those are really cool. Holy shit. Yeah. Have, actually, I don't think you've tried that. No, I've never done anything with fire. Um, I've tried, played around, they call it flow. Um, there's a lot of flow toys. So like, um, you've seen people with, have you seen poi? It's a big like ball on the end of a, a rope and you can like, usually they, they're light up or LED. You can do them with fire too. Mm -hmm. um, swing them around, stuff like that. I have fans. Have you seen the silk fans? Yes. Yes, I can do that. That's fun, but I love no those, other, especially at like daylight up, right? 
Um, mine don't, but you can't get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can add LEDs to almost anything, which is cool. The the ones it's like super long, and this this chick was doing it at a party. It just got me so mesmerized. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, those are really cool. I've wanted to try those, but I'm so for like dancers are accident prone. Mm. And I'm very, very accident prone, and I just feel like I would like catch myself in the eye or something, and mm. like end up with a tragic, like blindness story. Or something. I'm just, so. <laughs> I'm just afraid to try it. Mm. When did you get your first tattoo? My first tattoo. And is it is it the butterfly? Or? Oh, um, no. My first tattoo was my my pinup. I have a pin full pinup on my side. Mm. Yeah. She's actually a ballet dancer. Oh, there it is. That was my first tattoo, 18. 18? Yeah. I figured go big or go home, um, and it would set up for easy tattoos for the rest of them, which is true. Because <laughs> I heard the ribs are the most painful. It really, then, it, sucked. it sucked. My hand didn't really hurt. Um, I'll be honest, the, the only tattoos that I think really hurt was my calf. And my my rib. Oh, yours. Yeah, my little. Hey. <laughs> yep. What's that? From um. Oh, this. Do you want those? Uh oh, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a white people thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I just turn red all mm. the time. <laughs> Lucky you. Holy shit. I don't know about luck, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And. Okay, so pinup. What made you decide to get a pinup? I feel like have you seen those uh, that show? It's called Ink Masters. Yeah. And that's what like. I actually didn't really watch Ink Masters a whole lot. Um, the pinup idea, I'm not really sure where it came from. When I was younger, I was really interested in um, like vintage stuff. Like I I loved the movie Grease. Like that was one of my favorite movies growing up the one set in the 50s of John Travolta um so like I don't know vintage stuff like the pinup style and all of that for whatever reason since I was young was an interest to me and I don't know who who doesn't want a pretty girl tattooed on them cool. Cool. Wow. <laughs> and actually I think maybe part of it was I have an older brother and he was in he's always been into tattoos and he always said he wanted a pinup and I got it first, so uh -huh. I, I think that yeah. was, I think that was part of it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Gotta beat my older brother. Yo, yeah. holy shit! <laughs> That's cool though. Is, do you only have brothers or? Yeah, I only have one brother. One older. Nine years older than me. Wow. I mean, I grew up with eight sisters and damn, three, three, four brothers. So big family. Big family. Big yeah. big family. So yeah, it's. I don't know how it'd be to be the only child. Like, I can never imagine that. That would not be it's, it. For me, I think it was okay because I'm naturally, like, an introvert. Mm. And so I would just naturally go off on my own and do stuff. So, like, maybe having other siblings would have been annoying to me. I don't know. Maybe oh, not. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would have gotten like used to it. You, but, you like attention? Um, I mean, some, most girls do. Just in, like, my really personal life. Mm, like, like people that I really, really know, mm. I'm like, yes, give me all the attention. Mm. Or when I'm performing. Mm. But other than that, I'm 
I'm generally pretty reserved and like I don't seek it really. I don't know. I know some people do, that's fine. I just don't perceive me. <laughs> it's kind of my day to day. That's cool. Oh, yeah. What other hobbies do you have? What other hobbies do you enjoy doing? A lot. A lot. So let's see. <laughs> Yoga, dancing, um, crafting. Crafting. You said something about art. Yeah. It, basically anything to do with making stuff. Do you collect vintage stuff? Vintage stuff? Um, not really. Not really. Not on purpose. Like oh, I have some. I have some really cool vintage blazers gear that I will hold on for my entire life. Um, but like I don't. No, I don't really like go out and seek it out. I'm currently redoing a um, piece of furniture that's like super old. That's about as vintage that's, as that's like my it. collecting oh, wow. gets. <laughs> but yeah, making anything, um, costumes like for for dancing. Um, I put together those. I actually just bought some sewing patterns to make new outfits out of fabric that I found. So, yeah. Holy sh! Wow. Yeah. How long did it take you to get that down? Cause. I mean, it's just sewing, right? Sewing different... I <laughs> I can't use a sewing machine. I have a sewing machine. I am terrible at it. It frustrates me. So I do everything by hand. And it takes a really long time. But for some reason, for me, it's just really satisfying. Because I can look at it and, you know, say, like, I made this. Like, with my hands. All of this is me. And that's, I don't know, personally really, really satisfying. And that's with any of the projects that I do. Probably why I do them. <laughs> mm. Do, okay, so when you go to certain events and you're not like, uh, not working, mm. do you get super fucked up or is it, do you go sober? Um, it really depends. It, it depends on the vibe. If the vibe is right, I'll get fucked up. Oh yeah. Like, um, there's been some times that I went, um, with people that I work with at Casa. We went out, um, one of those nights I was like it was a week after my birthday and I didn't actually go out for my birthday so I was like we're doing it up I got a hotel in Portland and I got absolutely trashed and then took myself to my hotel <laughs> and then went home the next day it was perfect but generally I, I go out and I just kind of like chill I hang I might have a couple of drinks but I'm not getting like sloshed there's no way honestly I'm usually like the designated driver, so if my friends wanted to get like super fucked up, then I'd just be like, all right, go for it. I'm do just gonna, it. Do I'm it. Just up. gonna have fun naturally. <laughs> well, what's that? What's that shit called? Getting um, getting high on life. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, I mean. Or if, you get high on like shrooms or molly. <laughs> if you're enjoying your atmosphere and like the people that you're with, mm. a lot of the times I don't, I don't really see a need for substances. Mm. I guess. Yeah, I used to do That's them heavy. Me. Not, yeah. not like heavy, heavy, but I used to do them a lot. Yeah. And they're fun, but I feel like I'm like slowly past that. Like once I tried shrooms, my mom was blown. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not doing any of these other drugs. So yeah. I don't know. I just like I stopped doing it, and now it's it's fun. Not even like being on anything, still going out and having a good time. Right. Yeah. No, it is. It's definitely a different kind of fun and. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm doing events, like working events, um, to me, I think that's more fun because like, um, I keep going back to it, but it was the most recent thing, Beyond Wonderland. Um, you're with all these 
you know, the headliners, they're all ravers. They're there to have a good time. And you're sober. So I live vicariously through them and their crazy interactions with me and, like, how they see me. And That's true. It's so fun. Because, like, true. we were standing there as a group, us four horses. We were actually chess pieces. That was the, what we were supposed to be, the knights. Um, so we're dancing and this guy walks by and he like looks at us and he does this thing and he goes, you're not real. You're not real. And he was like, no. obviously tripping balls. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. Cause like in that situation, as a person, you kind of want to mess with them. But like, as somebody that works for the event, you want everybody to have the best time that they can. So you just kind of avoid those people a little bit you don't want to make their night bad kind of situation but then there's the other people that are on molly or whatever obviously and they come up to you and they're like oh my god i love you so much you're so beautiful and like it's it's a great experience it feels so good <laughs> hell yeah i've never had one of those like bad interactions with people that are on molly like towards me it's like usually they're pretty chill yeah that's yeah, been my experience too. I think that's kind of the nature of it. I went to this party. There was this chick high as fuck on Molly, and her friend wasn't. And she was one high as fuck on Molly. Was just like, just wanted to dance. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's just go dance. All right. And honestly, like, she met my night. It was cool. Yeah. It was a good night. Um, I I went to a party with some of my dance friends years ago, and um, I was the only one like sober i had a couple of drinks but everyone else was on molly and stuff and all they want to do is you know dance or like touch like feel anything and my back and my feet were hurting that night so i had like three people that were wanting to give me massages it was three of my friends i was laying on the floor and they were like yes we're gonna massage you i was like please do more <laughs> <laughs> no, don't forget my feet <laughs> yeah i was like oh, this is awesome oh uh, wow yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And for, obviously, like, you smoke weed for your joints. Like, whoa, what areas do you have, like, the most pain or, like, are painful? My knees. Ooh. My knees and my hips, usually. Why hips? Um, I think I actually just have really tight muscles. Um, and that, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It feels like it, like, constricts everything up. And then my joints don't move as freely as they should. So it's a combination of like specifically my joints and my knees, but then the joints and muscles in my hips. It loosens it up and like I don't I don't feel as prone to injury, I suppose. Do you stretch? Yeah. You do? Yeah. 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 Before I dance, before I perform, I Always, definitely. every time. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I've actually we have a little office at Casa and that's where I get changed and everything. It's got a lock on it. Um, but usually after i'm ready and i'm about to go out i'm in there doing stretches and stuff and there's been several times where people walk in and i'm like i got my butt to the door and i'm like doing these weird stretches and i'm like oh my god sorry <laughs> it's good i'm fine <laughs> i'm fully dressed no need to be weird about it <laughs> holy shit wow honestly yeah, yeah. holy shit. wow there's see if I got it right you go to raves events and actually you've done molly a little bit of shrooms weed 
Have you done LSD? I haven't. You have So I've, <clears throat> I have, like, again, I've been given the opportunity on so many occasions, but it just never seemed right for me. And, like, I, I think with those sorts of things, you really need to have the right setting and, like, people around and mindset to go into it, set your intentions and all of that. I think that it should be used intentionally and, like, as a, a tool, I suppose. Um, so I've never, no, just, like, dove into it. I've done salvia, though. I used to... How was that? I used Ooh. to actually carry a vial of salvia around just for funsies, because it's weird. Yes. How was a salvia trip? It's so fast. Um, I've never had a trip last more than maybe five minutes. Like, and that's absolutely tops. Like, it's usually a minute, maybe. But it's really, really intense, and it can be different for everybody. Um, I've only seen one person have a bad experience on it. And are there, are there visuals? Yeah. There are? Like, hardcore visuals. The first time I ever did it, I was actually right out of high school, and I was in my backyard with my best friend. And I smoked it out of a bong, and it went straight to the dome, and I was, like, out of it instantly, <laughs> and transported to a carnival, where I was trying to get into a roller coaster car that was shaped <laughs> like a clown, and it wasn't scary at all. Like, I was stoked to be there. I was so excited to get on this roller coaster, um, and my friend was, like, standing in the way of the door in my vision and I was like trying to shoo her but no words were actually coming out because like those things don't connect <laughs> and so she had no idea what I was saying except for <laughs> and then after I came to I was able to explain it to her and we sat there and just died laughing for like 15 minutes and then she did it and she had her turn for a trip and it was yeah it was fun <laughs> hell yeah Selvia sounds awesome yeah it's like I said five minutes yeah, it's really, really fast, and it can be really, really intense mm. for some people, but I've only seen one person not enjoy it, and it wasn't even in my... I mean, I didn't see it, but all he saw was um, a pattern. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called Houndstooth. It's usually black and white, and it looks, like, pixelated almost. Anyways, that's the pattern that he saw, and he said that he just saw it repeating over everything, and it freaked like him out. The Illuminati pattern? Or no, the, it's like... The, it's, the tree of life? It's old school. It's like, um... It used to be on jackets and, like, pants and stuff, like, in the... Probably popular in the 40s and 50s. Why would a pattern trip him out? I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know, but he... <laughs> hated it he oh, hated wow. it and he actually ran out the front door oh. and then like the trip is so quick mm -hmm. that basically as soon as he got out the door it was it over was... and he was like what <laughs> good, good, good. Cool. yeah so it's definitely not anything that'll like i don't think it'll really really mess you up mm -hmm. or anything all your trips have been solid yeah good. yeah it's it's all been really good stuff like um the only other one that i like really remember I was at the beach and it was night and I had it with me and I was like, let's see what's up. And so I was sitting on the beach and I smoked it and I just closed my eyes and I could imagine everything, like the landscape, the ocean, the sand, the hills, the, the coast range, everything, except everything under it 
were cogs. It was gears turning everything. That's true. Yeah, so that one was like really wild. <laughs> that was that was more of like a, a definitely like an introspective quick trip rather than the carnival being like fun and weird. So you can get a lot of different experiences with it. And I think it depends on again like your mind state then because the first time I was with a friend and we were like, oh, this will be fun, this will be goofy, and it turned out that way. And then when I was at the beach, it was quiet, I was alone, or I was with one other person, and it was more of like an introspective, like thoughtful kind of deal. Yeah. Where do you even find this? Salvia is, I actually got it from the smoke shop that I used to work at. You can just buy it. it. Yeah, oh, you're not shit. supposed to smoke it. <laughs> when you buy it, they will tell you this is not for inhalation. Don't smoke it. Um, but it actually just grows. Like, it's a common garden plant. I like things that just naturally grow from the earth. Yeah. That's, yeah, me too. Those are the best drugs. Which is the reason that I think the next step that I would take is absolutely mushrooms. Mushrooms? Yeah. But you've already been microdosing, so it's like you're sort of already like experienced it a little bit. No, so actually, the if you're doing microdosing properly, you're not supposed to get any hallucination or any trip Ooh. at all. Um, basically, you're just introducing those molecules to your system, and it's changing your chemistry, your brain chemistry, and it's. Um, I don't know if you know, but Oregon just passed the law a law a couple years ago. They're gonna start doing um, psilocybin therapy. Yes. Yes. So um, my doctor has already said that I would more than likely qualify for it. So um, I think my first experience will be like actually clinical, and it'll be different. But I think for me, with the amount of anxiety that I've always had, it'll be a safe you know, spot to do it where I know that if something goes wrong, I'll be fine. There's someone there. There's someone there that will be responsible and <laughs> capable of dealing with whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Versus I wonder, I wonder what even qualifies them as a profession. Like do they have to be like doing yeah. it a bunch of times or are they just like So um they're actually doing right now all the qualifications. They're writing up all the qualifications and training people to start doing it. So there's a whole training process that they're setting up. Um, it's basically like, I think it's one of the first programs in the nation, in the US, to like start doing these actual clinical trials. I could be wrong, but yeah. Mm. It's new. It is? New, Ooh. new. Yeah, I think that'll help for a lot of people. It is, isn't it a little expensive though? Or, I'm not mm. sure. Um, it, You know, with healthcare, it's, such a toss-up. Um, I think right now it would probably like I'm on OHP, so it's the Oregon Health Plan. It's the oh, okay. <laughs> poor people insurance. <laughs> so um, as long as it's like um, your doctor has authorized it or said like you could benefit from this, um, most of the time insurance will cover oh, things. So I might be able to go, I, maybe not, but I might be able to go 
trip for free. Thanks, thanks to health insurance. Yeah, you <laughs> no free. Holy shit. But with it helping anxiety mm. and stuff so so much, I think it's worth it. I I definitely do. Worth a shot at least. It's okay. So shrooms, it, it's like a spiritual thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna be the same thing for you. Truthfully, there's some people that have seen visuals like. They've seen like shit moving patterns and right. everything, but for me it was just like, bro, it tripped me the fuck out. I, I don't even want to say what I saw because that feels trippy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Trippy. I've I've heard some some really crazy yeah. stories, and that's part of the reason that I've like it's always been offered to me when I'm like out camping mm. with like a bunch of friends that are also drinking and mm. like all of this stuff, and I kind of I feel like my experience would be kind of in the same boat is yours like like I said I think it should be you can use it just for fun but I think that it can definitely be a really strong tool for knowing yourself and the world and like I think I just took a lot adventure that also happens <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm, I'm thinking I should go to a, a professional first because as long as I can get a baseline of, like, what my tolerance is or my experiences, I think I would be way more comfortable to be at home or, you know, like, maybe at a festival or something like that. But you definitely, I think, should get your an understanding of how you're going to react with it before you throw yourself into situations with variables like that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Take the smart route for sure. Especially if you're doing your first time, there was a uh, there was this chick that did it at 45 East shrooms at 45 East, and she just tripped balls. Yeah, like first time too. It's like so definitely, yeah. Or like with a good friend, exactly. With a good friend yep. for sure. Because I did it with my brother, and it, it was a chill vibe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. I think the the trust with the mm. people that you're around is really really important, and especially I mean for women. I, not to say that I think any of my friends that I've previously been with would take advantage of the fact that, you know, somebody's not there, but that is something that girls really have to take into consideration when you're fucking with drugs, alcohol, anything, and yeah. like people you may or may not know I mean, really, really well. That, that makes sense. Obviously, like, do drugs in a safe place, or don't do them at all, like, it's all to you, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, honestly, that's, um, yes. Parties too. Be safe at parties. Yep. And there, there's like these people that, um, honestly, I, I personally just, I don't think I'll stop, like go to any more parties because like the people that really like, most of the people that come in, they, they show their like IDs and some of them look super young to where it's like, I don't know if they're actually You're 18. Like, so that's why I'm more like, uh, just not go to like those type of parties anymore probably like clubs it can it can be scary out there yeah, <laughs> with people yeah it's good but is she really 18 um, like, is she that's why i always check ids i'm like people with me that. like even when i go to the, like a restaurant and mm -hmm. i sit down for a drink people with me will check my id like, i would definitely check your back ID. and forth it's so young. funny i just hand it i just <laughs> hand it over anymore i'm like so you're young. gonna ask um, before cigarettes went up to 21, mm. the age limit, occasionally, like, 
a friend or like my mom would be like hey will you run in and get me cigarettes I'm like okay I would have people checking my ID like incredulously like there's no way I'm like I'm over 18 I promise I can buy cigarettes <laughs> it's like yeah. I have to write a whole essay on <laughs> honestly I feel bad sometimes though because it's like this chick that I was super into me she looked so young we, we just met each other at the club and bro I just couldn't like I'm like she looks way too young for me to like even be messing with her it's, but her friends told me she was a of a so i'm like but still i don't know it's i don't anymore it's it can be scary because I, mean, I have seen, a lot of sisters so it's like anyone that's like looks around her they're a they're age i'm like yo no nah. no we're not gonna go there <laughs> nah, no 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 i definitely feel that i the mm. better is safe that sorry yes, kind of situation yes, yes. yeah yeah but hell yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> cool um let's see what is your social media and casa what what days do you perform so people can just like come through and um, give some tips i'm in there fridays and saturdays 11 p.m to 1 a.m um my instagram is the wiz t-h-a dot w-i-z um, also snails 